So, you've just finished A Court of Thorn and Roses, and you're craving another fantasy world to devour. Dipsy's got your back. Dive into spicy enemies-to-lovers tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. I gotta tell you that the immersive soundscapes are really what makes a good sexy story different from a not good sexy story because it just like adds like it's hard sometimes in like reading a novel to like get the actual feel of what's going on but when it's like oh we're like at the coffee shop and this is like actually happening it's like very different (laughs) and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves greek gods and goddesses regency era historical fiction for you sam and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure new content is released every week so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again you can always find something new to explore dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction for listeners of the show dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up dipsystories.com slash just break up When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And this week, we're going to tackle topics like Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. (laughs) This Sunday, it's happening. And this is a special bonus episode of Just Break Up. Um, Our seasoned listeners know we put out an episode every Monday, and then we put out a bonus episode. exclusive episode on Wednesdays for our Patreon listeners. And this week we decided to do a little something different in honor of the love holiday coming up this weekend, the strange time that we're in, the the weird triggers <laughs> of, of Valentine's Day that we're coming up against. Um, and so we're releasing this on our primary feed. So surprise and merry good Valentine's weekend to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good Valentine's unto you Good. and yours. <laughs> yes, milady. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's gonna go great. This episode's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fantastic. Um. Okay. Well, let's just jump into the letter because I feel like it's gonna lead us to all the things that we need to talk about. Right. Okay. This letter comes from Coral Good Grief, who's writing from London. Coral writes, Dear Sierra and Sam, I feel so pathetic for asking this and almost childish, but how do I get through Valentine's Day? Mm. 
I know it's pathetic and yet another holiday that capitalism feeds on, but I'm always alone on Valentine's Day. I absolutely love seeing how love looks on other people. I've been single for over 10 years and have only been on a handful of dates in that time, but most years, even without a love of my own or a date, I look forward to February 14th because I love witnessing the joy on people's faces when they are in love, and I'm always hopeful that I will find someone, even though I never have, there's always cheap chocolate, booze, and lingerie (laughs) to look forward to the next day. This year, however, I don't feel any hope and I struggle to find the fun in it. I just feel terrified of how aware I am that I'm alone. Even kind and thoughtful acts that I am carrying out for myself are only emphasizing my loneliness. I saw flowers, bought them for myself, and promptly broke down crying as soon as I got home because I couldn't bear the fact that I had reached an empty home with no one to message and flowers I had to buy for myself. Perhaps it is the aftermath of the pandemic and being alone for quarantine and lockdown that makes me terrified of Valentine's Day this year. It's getting to the point where it's so hard to focus on anything other than the loneliness. It's true that I miss my friends and family, but I also miss having someone want me. I know that everyone knows what loneliness feels like, but it's starting to feel like a primary emotion rather than a secondary one Mm. that I can beat with coping mechanisms. Every morning gets a little harder to shake it off. For a long time, I have listened to that voice that tells me I will always be alone, that I will never find someone who will want me, but I don't want that voice to be my companion on Valentine's Day. What can I do to beat this holiday at its own cruelty? Thank you so much for being so delightfully insightful and gentle to all of your listeners and community. Oh, thank you so much for writing. What a thoughtful, adorable, painfully real letter. Mm-hmm. So I think we're unpacking a couple things in this letter. First, I mean, I like joked about it earlier, but like Valentine's Day can be a pretty uh, challenging season or holiday for some folks. Uh, you know, many people and myself included, to be completely honest, um, many people, it's a nothing day, right? Like I, I personally have have not been particularly triggered by valentine's day when i was single and and when i am in in relationships or or in couplehood um i just don't care about valentine's day it doesn't affect me but i also work for myself (laughs) you know like i i work (laughs) alone in my home um i don't have i don't often have to see things that i don't want to see is what i'm trying to say and we know that like every other capitalistic holiday as our letter writer has said we are we get valentine's day shoved down our throats whether it's Mm. at target or the um drugstore or in holiday cards or at school you know we we are mandated to give uh other students valentine's day cards and you know like it's Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. everywhere even on my block um there's an old lady who like decorates the outside of her house for every small holiday it's it's actually very charming and i would (laughs) love to go in her house one day because i'm sure it's just full filled with like seasonal (laughs) knickknacks Mm-hmm. But like I was reminded of the red and pink um, explosion that happens every February because I walked on my street, not because mm-hmm. I like was like, well, let me get triggered today, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with the holiday, not only the um, capitalism's take on it, <laughs> but also yep. Yep. Um, and and the triggers that come with that, but also the societal pressure to be 
not single, anything but single. You know, I, I feel like we're told mm-hmm. that as single people, um, we are incomplete and worth less. On top of all of that, shit cake is like this icing of coming up on a year long pandemic that has totally turned our world upside down in a way that we in our live in our lifetimes have never experienced. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know, and we've talked about this on the podcast before we've gotten used to the pandemic in ways like it has come in waves, you know, the, the isolation, the different regulations, the restrictions on our lives, you know, and, but it, it's, it's there all the time and it's humming behind us. And sometimes it, it catches up to us and overwhelms us. Um, the touch starvation we're all experiencing, the isolation, the added anxiety, paranoia, stress, um, f- straight up fear, grief. So many people are grieving right now. Um, so we're, de- we're, we're unpacking more than just Valentine's Day in this letter, although it's like wrapped up in like a cute pink and fucking red doily bow, you know? Uh-huh. And it's it's chocolate filled, which is super exciting. No, no. It's like one of those like chocolates that you have to bite into to figure out what it is. And it's just it's just like filled with poison in this sludge. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, that was like a little macabre, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Sierra is spot on Coral. And I just want to say like, yeah, no, no wonder you're feeling like this holiday that has once brought you joy is now bringing you a lot of a lot of pain, because like the circumstances of the world have changed significantly since last Valentine's Day. Um, And, and I am not surprised that that in the wake of this huge, awful collective trauma that we are all going through you're feeling different about this holiday right like you know the the year that my dad died uh when when father's day rolled around it was awful like it was a constant constant reminder any place that i went into was like father's day father's day father's day it was father's day that's the word i keep coming back Mm -hmm. to because it's like yeah you couldn't avoid it no, I couldn't, I could not avoid it anywhere I went. And so like, I would break down literally crying in a target, which is like not an ideal thing for me to be doing. Oh my God. But the most but, universal thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But like, I had to remember like, yeah, um, this is re-triggering a very mm. real trauma that I experienced. And we are, we are experiencing a very real trauma right now around the sense of isolation that we are all feeling, but that some of us are feeling even more, more deeply, yes. right? Like folks who don't have a, a, a live in person who can, they can touch and they can hang out with and can provide them with the social and emotional connection that we as humans all need. Like, yeah, of course, of course, this is going to be a really difficult holiday, even though it brought you joy before and will hopefully bring you joy in future years. It's, like, of course, it's going to make you feel a different type of way because of the awful, awful circumstances that we're in this year. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think about how even on this podcast, um, I 
going back to what I started with is like the pre- the pressure or the societal the way society looks upon singlehood too the idea that you're less than that like your 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 other half soulmate is out there waiting for you to meet them and complete your life you know mm-hmm. how many yep. love poems have you heard that like reference that idea um, and I think that I am guilty of positioning love and couplehood at the center of my understanding of the world, right? Um, mm-hmm. Even on this podcast, when we give advice, I, I catch myself often and, and sometimes don't, you know, like sometimes I don't catch myself um, mm-hmm. uh, forgetting to uh, acknowledge that being in partnership with someone while it gives us so many gifts and blessings in our life is not the path to wholeness or the path to worthiness. And it's not, it's not even, dare I say, it's not even our purpose on earth. Right. Um, And I think it's a complicated thing. Um, I think it's one of those like yes and situations because love and partnership obviously can bring so much to our lives, but even in love and partnership, um, it, it, it boils down to the self. Right. Mm. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm going with that point other than to, I guess, be a little bit accountable of, of, you know, I forget sometimes that this pandemic, um, has been particularly cruel to people who are living alone. Um, I forget sometimes Mm -hmm. that in giving my advice to people to like, you know, like hold out hope and, um, you know, ask for what you need and, and, and your good, true love is out there that I'm, that I'm essentially reinforcing the cultural narrative that, that tells us that we're incomplete without a partner. Um, Mm. I know that's kind of like meandering, but I just want to bring that into this space too, because I can't, we can't Mm -hmm. talk to Coral, um, Without saying both, you deserve a partner, you're lovable, you are desirable, um, the feelings you feel, your loneliness is real and valid, um, your hope is good, and also you are complete right now, you know, like, and I think Mm -hmm. there's some tension there Mm -hmm. that I'm not sure how to articulate, um, but I just want to, like, invite it into the room or into the conversation. Yeah. Your disappointment about Valentine's Day doesn't make you any less whole, right? Yeah. Like your, because first of all, <laughs> let me just say it. Let me go on the tirade. Valentine's Day is designed to make you feel bad so that you'll buy things. Yeah. <laughs> that is yep. what it is made for. It is a holiday. It is that the celebrates makeup a- of holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's designed to, to make you feel ugly. So you spend money. <laughs> a saint, right? A saint that like very few people, I don't even know what that, I don't know who Val- St. Valentine is. I couldn't tell you what he's the patron saint of or like what his story is. Small, and yet, tiny candy hearts. Yes, that's right. And yet every day, apparently we celebrate him for whatever reason, right? This is an arbitrary holiday chosen by capitalism to make you feel bad about either being single or make you feel bad about the fact that you're not buying your partner enough things to make Mm -hmm. them know they love you Mm -hmm. or you love them, right? Like that's what it's designed to do. And I just like, I want to throw that out there so that we can all just be on the same page about how this holiday is designed to make us feel bad. Yeah, Like that is what it is designed to do. And so the fact that you feel bad doesn't mean you're a bad person, doesn't mean that you're not happy, healthy, whole. It just means that you are made to feel bad in this moment because of a holiday that was created that you didn't necessarily consent to. 
And so I just want to say that to say like, if you want to, if you are going to feel bad on Valentine's day, that's okay. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't mean that you're not healing. It doesn't mean that you're not growing. It doesn't mean that you are not, you know, okay with being single or that you are not in some way happy, healthy, and whole, right? Like the fact that Father's Day continues to trigger me doesn't mean that I haven't like figured out a way to to mourn and like grow through my grief process with my dad, right? It just means that that, that, that Father's Day is a hard day. And so I think sometimes we get in this idea, like, you know, when we talk about, we talked about this in the podcast a while ago of like, showing grace doesn't mean that you don't get upset, Mm, right? Like mm -hmm. it is, and the same thing of like being healed, quote unquote healed, doesn't mean that you never experience pain. Doesn't mean that you never experience single, like being like, okay, well, this is my life single. I'm happy. I understand um, all of my needs. Doesn't mean you don't feel loneliness or crave a partner at times. Absolutely. Knowing your worth, knowing that you are um, a whole lovable person, even though you don't have a person in your life, doesn't mean that you aren't lonely. Doesn't mean that you aren't upset about the fact that you don't have someone, right? And I think sometimes we we create this expectation of ourselves that like, oh, if if I'm feeling bad about this, then that means that I've like bought into the myth of this, mm. or that means that I am doubting myself, or that means that I'm not grieving properly or that I haven't moved on from this thing, but it's, these things are not linear. These things are always complicated. And just because we have bad days or are triggered by bad things doesn't mean that we aren't growing, that we aren't healing, that we aren't loving ourselves radically. It just means that like these things happen, these things trigger us, these things are are bad. These things are part of the journey of more deeply understanding and loving ourselves. Mm. So don't, I guess don't feel bad about feeling bad. No, I think, <laughs> right? uh, well, like, <laughs> I think that's perfect. I, I, I'll jump on that and just say, I think there's some, some radical acceptance that can be had here. Um, mm-hmm. If you radically accept what's going on, it takes the pressure off of trying to diagnose something, trying to fix something, trying to mm-hmm. be anything but what you are in this moment, which is fucking hella stressed, <laughs> lo- lonely, <laughs> you know, like um, it, we mm-hmm. are what we are. Um, and if we radically accept that moment, then the flowers, you know, the flowers that you bought for yourself on any other day would be a gift to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. But right now they are a symbol they're a symbol that you have to love yourself. But let's break that down a little, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. can interpret that as, and you know, and our anxiety and our pain sure as hell wants us to interpret it as no one, there's no one here to love me and to do this for me. But if this would, if you bought your flowers for yourself on a random Tuesday in July, you wouldn't, you would say, this is such a gift to myself. Look at me enjoying mm-hmm. this. Look at me making my house more cozy, more beautiful. Look at me splurging on myself. Um, so it, it, if we radically accept what those flowers are, a gift to yourself and also a reminder that you are alone, they, d- they don't have to symbolize the triggering pain that I think that, we, that, that you're giving it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with that. Um, And it's because this holiday is in such a scarcity mindset, right? Like it is supposed to teach us to want the things, want more things from people. 
And so like, yeah, that the, you would, if you did this for yourself in July, it would be an, it would be an asset, right? Because it would be like unexpected. It would be like, but like because you're, you're doing this in on February 14th, it is instead, a, it is a deficit. It is a marker of the fact that you are lacking and need to find some way to fill that back up. But we know that's not true, right? The things that we buy, the people that are in our life are not, don't define who we are. Don't, don't add or subtract to who we are as people, right? We are always healthy or we are always whole, lovable people. And the other thing that I'll just say too is like, you know, also in this time of, of incredible stress, the tools that we might have had to help support ourselves in past years right. aren't working anymore. And again, it, that is okay. It doesn't mean that that tool's a bad tool. It doesn't mean that that tool's never going to work again. It just means that right now in this time, that tool isn't working as well as it used to in the past, right? Like, honestly, like my anxiety over the course of the past, like two months has been like at an all time high. And the things that I do to help alleviate that anxiety aren't working very right. well. Like right. in normal times, the things that I would do like meditation and like yoga and going for walks and exercising and like deep breathing and like reminding myself of things that I know are true are just not working right now. And it's because of the, the immense amount of stress and pressure that we are all under right mm -hmm. now. And so again, this is a time for us to, to, to offer ourselves some grace to recognize that like our tools aren't working, but that doesn't mean that they're bad tools and that this is a time of stress and trauma. This is a time, this isn't necessarily a time for self growth. This is mm. a time for self maintenance, right? Like when you say that. honestly, until like we are, sort of getting back into things where we can sort of be in community with each other again. Like sometimes it's got to just be like, what do I need to do to literally get to tomorrow? Like, Absolutely. what do I need to do to get past this fucking holiday that's designed to make me feel bad? Right. And if that's crying in bed the whole day, that sucks for sure. But it's also, if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Like we don't necessarily need to feel in this moment, this need to like rise up into our higher selves and more just like, what, what does it look like for me to, to get through this day with as little damage <laughs> to my, to my understanding of myself, to my mental health as possible. I think sometimes I think you're so right. I love the, I love the picture that you just painted because what I pictured was like, um, someone, you know, watching Netflix in bed all day with like right next to them, there's a box of chocolates and a box of tissues <laughs> and, a, and a, and a bag of snacks or whatever you need to like, you know, be like, okay, this day is going to be challenging and I'm going to, I'm not just going to be gentle with myself. I'm going to be indulgent, you know, because mm -hmm. now is not the time, you know, self-care and self-growth we we assume that they look all elegant all peaceful you know it's like namaste bubble bath all of but mm -hmm. sometimes it's like eating raw cookie dough um half naked in the middle of the night <laughs> you know right. um mm -hmm. sometimes it's crying in target you know sometimes it's not doing your dishes for two weeks or you know whatever let's whatever gets us to that next day during this time of high stress high anxiety, high trauma. Um, Absolutely. I did want to add something to the idea that um, one of, when I was listening to your letters, something I wrote down just like quickly and subconsciously was your hope is good. 
I, I, Coral, I love the way you talk about love and I love the way you talk about years past, how you could look upon the face of two people loving each other and feel warmed by it. Um, I Mm. think that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I think this is an opportunity too. If you have the capacity, if you have the emotional space, energy, whatever you want um, to do it, it's it's a great time to pack, practice some loving kindness thoughts and mm. and uh, root yourself in duality. Life is complicated. Life is yes and statements. I am whole as a single person I, and I feel um loneliness right i know i don't Mm -hmm. need a partner to complete me and i'd love a partner right i know Mm -hmm. valentine's day is just a stupid capitalist fucking (laughs) joke day and it's very it's really triggering me you know like Mm -hmm. that is life at its core two contradicting things being true at the same time and so connecting that to 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 your hope earlier like the the your affection for love um if you have the emotional capacity, I want you to think of some of those dual thoughts. Like, I want people in the world to feel loved. And it's I hate that I'm craving love right now. I hate that I'm lonely. You know, yep. I wish love for my loved ones. I wish love for my neighbors. And I wish I had love, you know? <laughs> like, it's it's... I want you to see if you have emotional space, time, if this serves you, if not, just like fast forward to this part, <laughs> sit and think, you know, like do do a twofold action, which is um, send love into the world and acknowledge your pain. I, I, I hope that everyone finds love. Today sucks for me. <laughs> you know, um, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to appreciate my neighbor's relationship and their love but today i feel really lonely i'm i feel upset in a way that doesn't feel good you know like practice that motion of acknowledging all of it um because i was really moved in your letter when you talked about your previous relationship to valentine's day um i thought that it was I thought that it, it it felt um beautiful and light and joyful and something it was a light that I saw in you um and if you have the emotional capacity and the and and if this feels good I want you to practice shining that light outward and then inward right mm-hmm. if not I mean like get those double stuffed oreos and like turn on the fucking <laughs> hallmark channel and and ball your eyes out that's that's sometimes what we need to do we need to give ourselves Mm -hmm. space sometimes we just need space this week's episode we talked about like the human desire to to diagnose or give your give yourself a prognosis to say like there is something wrong with me look at all my wrongness instead of saying this is what I am right now. This is what I'm feeling. This is this is the pain that mm-hmm. I have. Instead of just making space for it, we want to like point fingers. We want to feel broken. We want to feel um, ineffective, you know? Sometimes we just have to be. And the one more thing I want to say is I... One phrase came to me when, you, when we were listening to your letter is that day, if, if Valentine's... It's, day itself is particularly hard to you or in the next coming days um, and you feel those feelings coming on if it feels right just nod to those feelings like literally nod to them 
I'm mm-hmm. feeling lonely. Say it out loud. Nod to it. Make space for it. Welcome it in and know yep. that it does not define you. It, it will mm-hmm. not drown you. In fact, sometimes naming it, articulating it makes it feel more approachable, more, mm-hmm. um, more touchable. You know, like if you, if you, yep. if you make a seat for your sadness next to you, then it doesn't feel like your enemy. It feels like your friend that you need to comfort. Absolutely. That's right. There's no shame in feeling bad about this holiday, right? There is no shame in in being lonely. There is no shame in feeling isolated. There is no shame in wanting so badly a partner. And and I think the narrative that we've created is is that there is shame in all of those things that like we should always be happy being single. And like if we're not, that means we don't love ourselves. But like you can love yourself deeply and also be really sad that you're alone. And like and I think that that Sierra is exactly right. In in this time when these emotions are going to be so big, are going to make themselves so known, sometimes the the tool that we need most is to figure out how we can live in partnership with them. How we can invite them in to say, like, I'm not afraid of you. I feel you. I embrace you. I know that these emotions that I'm feeling aren't shameful, aren't irrational, aren't... Um, aren't unjustified and I'm going to sit with them because I know that those are the things that I'm feeling right now. And we can talk about tomorrow and what tomorrow looks like, but today these feelings are the feelings that I need to sit with that need to be my companions. And, and I think that there is something that is so human about that. There is something that is so, um, I don't know, healing about inviting Mm -hmm. the reality of, those emotions in even when we don't want to because they're painful and hard and we think they speak poor of poorly of us as humans as like as like enlightened humans to feel bad about being alone right like no like that is there is something beautiful in that there is something that is like working towards healing in that um and i just think you have absolutely no reason to feel sad about being alone and yet i can understand how deeply sad you are about that. And on that note, I want to say too about this idea of resistance, you know, I think us as humans, we create so much inner turmoil and added resistance with this ongoing expectation we have of ourselves to be perfect. When we Mm -hmm. feel the, what I would categorize as negative emotions or how we would categorize them, sadness, grief, anger, jealousy, those sorts of things, we really resist them more than we more than we acknowledge them first. And I think it's because it it makes us realize that we're not perfect. You know, it's like we have been imbued with this high expectation of being this perfect being who never Mm -hmm. gets sad, who never gets anxious, who's never frustrated or jealous or or grief stricken or whatever. And that expectation, and I just, I just want to like remind everyone in the world that it is impossible to live a life (laughs) that avoids these emotions. It is impossible at any stage of your life to not Mm -hmm. feel those quote unquote negative emotions. Doesn't matter how old you are, how successful your career or your relationship is. Doesn't matter if you are in a relationship. It doesn't matter um, what your life looks like, mm-hmm. how old you are, where you are, whatever. It is impossible to live a life that 
that is free of those challenging experiences, those challenging emotions. I think that it's our instinct to feel those things and immediately feel wrong, feel um, broken, feel uh, basically to extend our hurting, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of, I'm trying to teach myself um, in this journey of life to when I feel sad or depressed or anxious, I'm, I want to try to, you know, pull up a chair for that sadness, give that sadness a place to sit next to me, nod to it, acknowledge it, treat it as a friend and not an enemy because there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with me feeling sad. Just like it's, there's nothing wrong with Coral feeling lonely right now. Yeah, no, I love, I love that idea of inviting in, um, those negative emotions that we know are going to be there and, and sitting with them and, and figuring out how you two can partner together, right? Like right. how to acknowledge their existence and, and stop fighting against them necessarily. Right. Like, I think that we, you know, um, you know, I think that we should also be sort of like finding ways to like move towards joy and move towards abundance and move towards happiness. But like, that doesn't mean that those other emotions just go away. Right. Yeah. And so how can we make sure that our, our, those negative, quote unquote, negative emotions are partners with us in where we want to go. Yeah. And I would argue that motion towards joy must include acknowledging the sadness or the loneliness mm. or whatever. Like that, yep. that is not a motion of resistance. That is a motion of acceptance, um, of seeing acknowledgement of gratitude and moving through something, just uh, moving through something instead of moving past or away something, away from something. Or even against it, right? Exactly. Because yeah. those, those negative emotions aren't going to relent to right. you just throwing yourself against them, right? Yeah. Saying and like, this, this can't happen. I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam and I are not trying to be like pessimistic or nihilistic or depressing when we talk about this. It's just, I think we do ourselves a disservice by expecting so much perfection from ourselves, you know, For allowing sure. our loved ones, our neighbors, strangers on the street to be flawed and not allowing ourselves to experience those same human flaws, right? Which aren't even flaws yep. in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about lately in my therapy and in my life, just like how much pressure I put on myself uh, to be um to be perfect. I, I, I'm so hard on myself and I'm not even a perfectionist. I think I grew up thinking that perfectionism was what that looked like, you know, mm-hmm. but it's really like me feeling like I can't, uh, that I need to make a perfect dinner for my in-laws or else they're going to think that I'm a bad wife, you know, or me <laughs> thinking, um, that <laughs> if, if Sam has a hard day at the pot on the podcast, that I'm a bad person, you know, it's like a, mm-hmm. it's, yep. It's this constantly, it's, it's these wild expectations of myself that I don't have on anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that that's, that's a hundred percent real. And I also think that, you know, at the end of the day, what I've learned from my experience, let me say this at the end of the day, those negative quote unquote negative emotions are going to happen whether or not I want them to happen. Right. right. I can't like will myself out of my grief. I can't will myself out of my anxiety. What I can do is find things that serve me in moving through them in ways that are that are better for me, right? Like I can find I 
on days when I know that I'm going to be, are going to be really triggering for me. Like, how can I clear my schedule? How can I do things that are going to help support me, right? How can I be with myself and my grief instead of trying to actively fight against it? Or on days where I know that I'm going to be super anxious, right? Like, what can I do to, to not say, oh my God, I'm anxious. I shouldn't be feeling anxious. And instead say, I'm feeling anxious. What do I have at my disposal to help me figure out what to do with this emotion? Um, because they're, like Sierra said, those emotions are going to be constant companions. They're always mm, going to be with us. And word. the point of this head and heart work isn't to not feel those things. The point of this head and heart work is to find ways to be able to either make it through those things as unscathed as possible or to make it through those things with the tools and resources that we have to be able to make something different out yeah. of them. And, and I- both of those scenarios are A-OK. Like if you want to yeah. just make it through today, go for it. If you want to find something meaningful out of it, you can try for sure. Let's do that. But but really, in these times that are especially trying, all we need to do often is figure out how to maintain to get us to the, the thing that's day. no longer triggering us, right? right? Exactly. Like, to get us to the next day. To get us to the joy the day even, after that. right? Like, cause, right. Absolutely. Um, But on that note, I guess in closing, I want to... um. Coral, I want to invite you to do whatever you need to do to to mm-hmm. get through this, to take care of yourself, to to make it to the next day. Um, and I'm going to ask Sam, and Sam and I can each share like what 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 have we done, or what do we do when we know we're going to have a particularly triggering day, a hard anniversary, mm-hmm. um, or if we're just feeling like uh, really run down, you know, and really challenged by life experiences or whatever. How do you take care of yourself on that day, Sam? Yeah, I would say, uh, I probably have two strategies. Uh, the one would be to like, just hole up for the day, commit to not doing anything, like get out the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings and be like, okay, I'm going to commit to watching probably not all three. That's a little excessive, me, but like at least Lord of the Rings two is of for these sure Christmas movie. <laughs> let's debate that offline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's debate that. And then, or the other thing that I would try and do would be to do something that I know is going to um, like occupy my brain uh, occupy my hands, occupy my body in a way that is going to like tire me out enough that I can like go to sleep and wake up the next day. So like doing a house project, um, you know, like baking something, like something that is like really tangible that, that is also like consuming the part of my mind that might be like fixating or cycling, um, to try and just like get myself into that, like really low hum of like, I'm in the zone. Yeah, Totally. (laughs) Where it's just like, all right, let's do this. Let's let's get through this, and then and then just be tired and isolated and a little crabby by the end of the day, so that I can just like commit to going to bed. Yeah, totally. Um, I have like a somewhat similar approach. I I think that I am the type of soul or being who, when I am sad, I I either one hundred percent ignore it or I dig my feet in. I dig my heels into it. You know. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I think when I look back on some past challenging days that I've had, or like, I remember one day at the beginning of the pandemic, I felt particularly anxious. Um, I found a podcast about going through the pandemic um, and feeling isolated and anxious. And I listened to it while walking around my neighborhood, like crying. (laughs) Um, uh, That is to say, I tend to like, um, 
I find comfort and knowledge um, at, in head and heart work style podcasts, I'll call them, you know, so whether it's like a Brene Brown thing on vulnerability, or maybe there's a podcast out there about loneliness and about dealing with the pandemic or being virtually or not so virtually connected. Um mm-hmm. I kind of like I, I, I seek out that type of resources um, when I'm feeling sad, but that might not be for everybody. What is for everyone, especially now that they're gluten free, is Oreos. I <laughs> I uh, I always make sure that I have some sort of bomb, delicious dinner plan for myself. It's normally Grubhub, like five sushi rolls or something, you know, something indulgent, something that makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself um, and then something uh, rewarding. Uh, like I said, you know, it could be cookie dough, it could be Oreos, it could be um, whatever you whatever you need to feel like you're taking care of yourself today, because the, the point is to get through today. Um, but I love what Sam said about House Project. Uh, house Projects is like my most expensive hobby, um, but it also <laughs> is so good for my mental health. I love having a project to start to finish. Um, I That's just like Sam said, the busy work is really good for my brain and my anxiety. And when he said that, I imagined you like coral like painting an accent wall in your bedroom pink mm-hmm. you know or or yeah. re, uh potting buying some plants and potting some plants or baking making yourself a cake or something proactive something externally like upgrading for your life so that you can feel proud mm-hmm. of it when you lay down and go go to bed um and the last thing i'm going to say which is 100 percent transparent and 100 percent personal is that in the past i would have gotten really high <laughs> 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 I would have, you know, taken a weed candy and really enjoyed that sushi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, really enjoyed those Oreos. Let me tell yeah. you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like six <laughs> sleeves of them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All jokes aside, that literally helps me get, you know, I, I, I share that not because I... Um, condone necessarily condone substances to help us, like, get through things, um, but... I share it because in my some of my darkest and hardest times, um, something like weed to help me sleep and feel physically relaxed was incredible and unmatched in terms of coping things, uh, coping mechanisms. Um, and I know that's not for everybody, but like that's just an example to say, like, sometimes you do what you fucking got to do to get to the next mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's real. And also like weed should be legal. And everyone, everyone should be out of yeah. prison for selling weed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. I just need to say 100%. that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, Coral, thank you so much for writing. Oh, hey, the last thing I want to say is um, if you get anything from this, I just want you to know that Sam and I see you wholly and completely. And, you, and we see how hard your heart is working and how much it's carrying right now and how undeserved it is, right? You don't deserve to feel this way. Um, mm. And we see, we see you, we see you in this loneliness, we see you in this weird solitary time, um, and we hope you feel a little less alone, or at least just seen, which is all we can really ask for. Absolutely. We love you so much, Coral. Thank you so much for writing. Thank you. All right, friends, the blind date for this special bonus quickie uh, just break up episode is our upcoming virtual live show happening this Saturday. It's uh, February 
13th at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's our virtual Valentine's Day Just Break Up live show. We're going to answer some letters like we do on the normal episodes, on all episodes, really. (laughs) I don't know why I said normal. Um, (laughs) And it's a great way to spend some time with us if you're feeling isolated or potentially triggered or, hey, you just love us and you want to hang out um, and the time zone is right for you. Come hang out with us this Saturday at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Tickets are just $5, and you can get them and all the info about the event at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise and take advantage of our 20% off all T-shirt sale happening right now. Hey, if you liked this episode and you are like... (laughs) This is cool to get this uh, midweek. I like that they're and... like short and like they don't <laughs> <Yeah>. talk as much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this is what we do every week on Patreon. So if you like this content, if you want more of it, um, please support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You'll get an episode like this every week. $5 a month for an additional bonus weekly episode as lo- as well as access to our back catalog of over 100 episodes like this. So please check that out. Patreon.com slash just break up pod. Original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast. And remember, you deserve to be kind to yourself. You are allowed to Take time to be sad. You are allowed to cry, to wail, to weep. You are allowed to ask for help. You are allowed to sit in the emotions that may feel uncomfortable. You are allowed to do things that make you feel better. You are allowed to heal. Be patient with yourself as you learn better and new ways to love yourself through life. You are worthy of being taken care of. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>